Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction, and free shipping, and that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements, featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com acast, and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com acast. Ladies and gentlemen, broadcasting from beautiful South Bermondsey, this is Achtung Millwall. Listeners, welcome to the um, the first glimpses of summer sunshine. I'm sat in the uh, unfamiliar surroundings of the Cold Blow Lane End with the, the familiar surroundings of Mr. Mickey Simpson sat next to me. Welcome to the show, Mick. Good afternoon, listeners. Um, we're here, obviously, enough for the visit of Preston North End for an important championship uh, fixture today. We had a good win up there at Derby on Wednesday night. I don't know if you went. I don't know if you watched it on the, uh, the iFollow, on the red button screen on your Sky television. But it was a very, um, some would call it a grinding performance. I thought it was a very professional defensive performance up there at Pride Park. Um, three valuable points. Gives a bit more of a cushion. Takes us away from that bottom three. Um, today's visit is Preston, Preston North End. They're on a bit of an unbeaten run at the moment. About three or four games unbeaten, so they're, they're going well. The Lions could do with another three points. This is a big game, make no mistake. So anyone that's um, expecting a football extravaganza today is probably in for a disappointment. I think it's going to be a tough, hard grind of a game, and let's hope that we've got enough about us to to prevail. I'm sat in the the reason I'm sat in the Acolbo Lane in this week, which is not unfamiliar. It's it's um, it messes your world upside. Not to sit where you normally sit. Part of the reason I'm here is uh, an art house documentary that Mickey starred in. You don't, I've never thought of Mickey as a uh, the star of an art house film, but apparently he's seen as an exotic specimen of working class life in London, Rick. So, how's your day been today, mate? Um, my day started early. Um, I was up at about half five, six, sorting out, making sure everything looks neat and tidy. Um, the Guardian film crew turned up about... Guardian film crew? Yeah, turned up about half past nine. Um, 
So they filmed me having coffee, bacon sandwiches, having my hair shaved, walking to the station, getting a train, meeting you, and then they were filming me while I was being filmed by the Denmark TV Danish crew. Danish television, yeah. So, um, two film, they have two film crews, dear listeners. And loads of photographers. So, uh, yeah, I think it's our, uh, our commitment to, to the Millwall family, I think, is above and beyond today. So basically mix out a Guardian film crew with them all day, doing a, well, I don't think it's a sports documentary, it's more of a, an, artistic, an artistic vision, isn't it? Yeah, I mean, it's about religion, it's about, you know, football is a religion to people, yeah. in the same way that, you know, a mosque is to a, a Muslim, a church is to a Christian or a yeah. Catholic, so, yeah, it's pretty much that, this is our, this is our church, this is our congregation, our, our priest doesn't wear a god dog collar, he wears a shirt or a tracksuit and his name's Neil Harris. There we go. So, yeah, it's going to appear on the Guardian platform. We'll, we'll be giving that a bit of a boost. To, um, it's actually being, before it's put on there, it's being released to film festivals. So, yeah, well, that's right. Yeah, I mean, it'll we'll do so, the rounds of the, the, art, the art film festival. Maybe Berlin. we'll see if we can get some free tickets. <laughs> go, go on a Berlin bender. What do you reckon? <laughs> Yeah, 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 I love Berlin. You normally go to Berlin. Well, I do. Yeah, no, I do. For the festival, would be good fun, wouldn't it? Yeah, absolutely. Achtung, Milbein. Back to business after all that talk of the film. Well, we also had Danish television outside doing a brief interview. So yeah, um, it's, it's we've never been better covered at the Den. Lions are lining up, attacking the away end in the first half. I'm sat quite low, so it's an unusual vantage point for me looking down at the, uh, the away end. In accordance with English legislation, the Lions will be attacking the away end in the first half. The Mill Act 1873, of course. And away we go. Preston wearing a, a bizarre green and yellow outfit today. Somewhat similar to the, um, the Green Bay Packers in American football. I think that's a similar kind of um, dress that they have. Lions obviously in familiar blue and white. Sunshine streaming into my eyes as I look down to the far end of the pitch. Um, got a great view of the Millwall end goal for the second half. Not such a good one of the, uh, of the uh, first half, but there we are. So we've got Jules Narcher in goal. Back line there is Marlon Romeo. I see uh, Jake Cooper, Sean Hutchinson and Murray Wallace. Midfield Ben Marshall, Ryan Leonard. I imagine Sean Williams. Sean Williams, yeah. And Jed Wallace. Up front is Tom Elliott and Lee Gregory starting today. Tom Elliott, nice to see him back. Um, in, yeah, came on on Wednesday night, gave us a very um, you know, basic outlet, the big man up front, but we do need that, so it's good to see him back, recovered from illness and injury. Early, early break forwards here from Preston on the, on the right side, pulled into the middle, it's going to be point blank shot and battered away by Jules Narcher inside one minute, two minutes. Going to be a left-sided corner, so Mick nearly tempted fate there, Lady Luck. Break down the, the left side, ball across to the right, shot in from close, batted away by Joel Nash, batted away well. So, left sided corner, two minutes on the clock. Guys need to stand firm in defence. We look firm at Derby, less firm at Wimbledon. Then comes the ball there, it's headed away by Tom Elliott. Beautiful uh, early spring day, I know it's only February, and uh, apparently, yesterday was the warmest February day um, on record. So, the planet may be dying, but it's a beautiful death. In the spring sunshine, early spring sunshine, ball into the box there, bouncing around the middle penalty area. That's one nil Preston, fired home from the from the 14, from the penalty spot, taken on the volleys, back to goal, turn and fired in. 
Patsy goal to concede inside three minutes, dear listeners. I'm sorry to say that was all the praise for the defenders gone out the window with that soppy goal. Very soft goal. Uh, we're not seeing it on the on the replay yet, but the uh, the 14, I think it was, they seem to have an eternity to take the ball with back to goal, take and turn, and shoot in without any opposition. So um, that's a poor start for the Lions. Preston managed by former Norwich manager Alex Neal, I've always thought was a decent manager, and he's. Um, I think they're in 11th position coming into today's game, but having had a, an unbeaten run, so they're a little bit on fire. Certainly they've started on fire. Then they come again, break on the on the left side, four minutes showing on the stadium clock. One of our problems, and I think teams have identified one of our problems, is that we lack pace in defence, and I think teams exploit that. Preston have come here today with um, wide men looking to attack, and they've got an early reward there. 1-0 coming up towards the, the fifth minute of the game. Yeah, the old, um, the, 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 what do I call that? The, um, broken cheek or broken eyebrow or whatever. Yeah, what was the, 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 the musical? Um, can't, Phantom of the, the Opera. Opera. Phantom of the Opera. Michael Crawford, the Phantom of the Opera back in the olden days. Back in, yeah, back in the original one, wasn't it? Yeah, Michael Crawford, who was also star, of course, of um, some others that have them. Yeah, uh, Frank see, Spencer. Frank Spencer. We've got two TV films filming. It's a totally unnatural what situation. As, as Preston come out as a gain. This time the Lions defence does recover the ball. Coming towards the sixth minute, giving Jed the chance to go down the, the left side. Well, it's been quite a week for the Lions. Obviously, we win our win at Wimbledon last Saturday, which was a grim old game, in all honesty. But we, we scraped through 1-0 at Kings Meadow Stadium. Got us into the quarterfinals. Hey, Challenge on the Ryan Nether. Wins a mill or free kick. So, yeah, a disappointing game, but a good result at, at Wimbledon for me. Anyway, I know that... Um, Neil Harris speaking after the game praised the professional performance I, I wasn't terribly impressed with the performance if I'm honest I was impressed with the result more than the performance there but we got past it and then we drew Brighton in the, uh, in the cup quarterfinals a little long throw into the middle there this is going to be Marlon there ball into the middle it's over the heads of everybody nine and a half minutes that's going to go for uh, Preston throwing far left side so quarterfinals achieved, a good um, relegation uh, buffer of three points up there at Derby, and just the one FA inquiry for the week next. That's a pretty good, pretty good week by Millwall standards, isn't it? The FA inquiry though is, um, mate, is going to be a nightmare. Well, we're banged to rights, so I mean that's that's our well, problem. No, you see, the thing is, we're only banged to rights because someone put it on social media. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. And you know, people people have been talking on on social media all week again. Oh yeah, but what evidence have they got? They've well, they got, they got video evidence. They've got video evidence. That's it. They're going to get battered if they carry on. That's the evidence they've got. So thank you. So whoever it was who put it on social media, thanks very much. That whatever the fine is or whatever the punishment, which could be closure of stands, yeah. could be a full closure of the stadium, yeah. purely down to you know that. And I'm not saying racism's right because I'm not. But you know, the truth of it was that's, that that chant lasted no more than probably. 10-15 seconds because our own fans shut it down but because you put it on social media now unfortunately the general world is, is our judge well, you'd, you'd hope the FA shows some perspective I mean from the video that I've saw everyone's seen the video um, it wasn't that many people seeing it and it got shut down quite quickly and as Mick's just said there I mean everyone no one supports singing the song best best defence to these situations listeners don't sing it in the first place but anyway yeah. Um, it's, we're bang to rights in the sense there it is on, on video so you can only hope uh, and it is hope because you're throwing yourself on the mercy of the FA courtroom in a sense that uh, the, vi the evidence exists 
This is a Preston attack whilst I'm pontificating. The uh, 24 takes it inside the box. That's going to go for a corner. Rebounds off of Marlon uh, Romeo. 11, 11 minutes. The problem I think we've got, listeners, in my opinion, is that there's a brand spanking new rule for the FA. It was passed in, well, brand spanking new 2014. That says the club is responsible if a chant is sung inside the stadium. And it, there's no... I've, I mean, someone posted it online. I can't yeah. see any way you can escape that. It, no, no, basically... We, well, we are guilty, you know, whether you like it or not. Clubs right. are responsible for anything that goes on within the stadium. Same as, I suppose, realistically, if you drink in a pub. What's all this, actually? Look, stop a sec. What's all this now with Cornerwood? Outside. Outside. Corners flowed in from the left. That's, that's hoofed away by uh, Murray Wallace there. Um, I can't see how we can escape the guilt, but... It's the measure of the punishment. That's going to be the critical thing. I'm just bothered the FA's got this rule. They're looking for someone to use it on. And like I said on radio last night, up pop Millwall. Ball into the box there. Hoof cleared by the uh, Preston goalkeeper. Maybe a little bit more um, improvement going forward from Millwall. Preston coming down our, our right again. It's going to go for a corner. Linesman copping it because it, it did look like it crossed the line. Right side of corner, 17 is going to, uh, sorry, 12, sorry, he's going to take in front of us. Consistently putting the ball outside the, uh, the, the, uh, corner circle. Lines was looking at it and he lets it go, that ball's into the mix. That's 2-0 at the far post for 5. Lines will allow the, uh, the corner to be taken, I'm not sure it's a critical factor, um, but the ball's definitely outside the, um, the circle of the, of the corner, uh, marking. As it is, it's heading the far post. Lines are 2-0 down, and we're looking like we're getting battered left, right, and centre. Clark, the first goal was scored by 16. Basic, basic cross to the far post, heading in by the five. Defensively weak again, I'm afraid. You have to say that. I think we're obsessing over the linesman. I mean, it was a couple of inches short of the, of the circular part of the corner marking, but um, it should be inside. But as it is, they've scored a goal from that corner. Lines 2-0 down and up against it, dear listeners. Come Preston again on the right hand side. Look at 29 this. cuts inside. All across the middle. Edge of the penalty and hoof clear by Shane Williams. Sean Williams. Yeah, I think it's known as the Jeremy Carl stand where we're sitting. Yeah, I think he is. They've got good reason to go into meltdown today here, but um, it's a stand known for its character, let's put it that way. Oh, breaks. Marlon Romeo come down the right side. Breaks into the area. His shot is scuffed. And Preston half clear it. 18 minutes. Lions very much on the back foot in this game so far, looking poor. I'd say at the moment, 2 0 down, looking like we're doing. That the, the fat lady is gargling at the moment, listeners. Not, not, not singing, but she's gargling. For warm ups. The TV's on us. What should we be doing? Jumping up and down? Get involved in some violence? What, 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 what does the TV want? You know? I don't know. It's not better. It's not just start shouting random abuse at people, you know. <laughs> if, the, if, the, if the team would give us some excitement we could produce some stereotypical Millwall behaviour for them that's it yeah Preston on yet another attack down our, our left side 20 minutes on the clock in the stadium if they get a third goal I think it is goodnight Vianetta that's hoofed clear by Sean Hutchinson this is Preston again this has been a very poor show as we approach the 21st minute a very poor show indeed by the Lions Preston passing the ball round for at will inside her own half with a two-goal cushion. So um, apart from that, it's a lovely sunny day. That's the best I can say of it so far. Ball forwards, the uh, 
Lisman does at last give an offside in Mills' favour to the 24. He looks a dangerous player, that 24, coming down our left side. So this movie that Mickey's going to be in will be carried on the Guardian, podcast, uh, the Guardian media website, so we'll give that a little bit of a boost. And you'll get the chance to see Mickey waking up in the morning, going to the barbers, eating a bacon sandwich, doing a bit of washing up, Mick. Uh, no, no, they've done the washing up for me. They've done, they've done that for me. Yeah, Very strange. It's some kind of art, art documentary. Um, any dialogue? Are you supposed to speak on this? Or yeah, yeah, no, I, yeah, yeah, yeah. There's an silent. interview. No, no, there's an interview and all that lot. Um, you know what? There's a few blinding lines for me. See, I, I, I do. If I was doing an art documentary on you, I'd just do it completely blank, like you're the only man left in the world, and this That'd is your. Be quite good, yeah, it? it would be good. And then you come here. There's nothing happening, you know. And there's nothing well, to stay. All down the, on the right side. Lee Greg was chasing it. Just me in the stand. Yeah, and I do like empty stand. Yeah, and it'd be like that, you know. Um, there's an old Charlton Heston film called The Omega Man. Everyone had died apart from the zombies and he was the only man left. They could do it like that and it was you. I'm going to work on that idea. I might do that. I might, uh, Dorothy Picard, you've you got competition. There's a new kid on the block. I'm going to do that as my effort for the, the Berlin Film Festival. Ball breaks in the middle ball through the middle. It should be for number three. It's 3-0. Uh, break down the middle. 24 puts it in for 3-0. 26 minutes. This is absolutely disastrous. Opening t- half an hour of football by Millwall. I'd usually call, call it football. Ball broke in midfield, but it broke down the middle. The 24 was through on goal, chipped Jordan Archer with ease. Millwall nil, Preston three, 26 minutes. It's a shocking half of football, uh, half an hour of football. We're, we're playing like we're 11 strangers who've been introduced to each other in the car park outside. Can you put a shirt on? Yeah. Have you ever played football? Yeah, I used to play at school. Oh, come in, we'll take the yeah. field. You're called Millwall. About a thousand Preston fans have made the long journey down today. Um, plenty to sing about at their ends. Stunned anger around the middle sections at the moment. Another hum- hopeful pump forwards. Beaten for pace again. We're getting beaten every time down the middle. Archer takes and some ironic cheers at the fact he actually gripped the ball. I can't blame Jordan Archer for any of the goals. I'm blaming the defensive back line, which has been found out repeatedly by basic football and, 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 and pace. Millwall attack, the rare Millwall attack, 4A4, which is Marlon on the right side of the pitch. 29 minutes. We, we've shown absolutely nothing. Um, I can't dress that up in any final clothes. The scoreline reflects the standard of play from the Millwall perspective. 3-0. This is Williams, breaks down the left side, ball across the box. No one in the middle as that ball passed across the, the Preston penalty area. One good thing with having Mickey sat next to me is he casts a nice shadow. The sun's quite bright to my left. But I've got Mick silhouetted against the sun by the side. We're looking a bit like Marlon Brando in the final scenes of Apocalypse Now. <laughs> the sun kind of illuminating the, the head. Preston looking very comfortable on the ball, passing the ball um, with, with um, neatness and precision. Uh, we're not putting up much opposition to them, in all honesty. So we're making them look very, very good. But at the moment, there's a, a great gulf in, in terms of quality between the football that Preston are playing and the rather agricultural style that we're trying to play. When's the Wonderball Cup, Mick? Give it a bit of a... Uh, you're looking to get um, sell tickets at some point? Tickets go on sale 1st of March at 10am. 10am. Who's, who's starring in the team? The F2 boys. The F2 boys. Oh, um, right. So for all the younger I've listeners... I've never heard of them. All the younger, younger listeners... They would have heard of them. Uh, they will know who they are. On the left, the four cut inside there. See how the F2 boys, wow. And Man Light Hacks. Man Light Hat? I've never yeah. heard of him either. Oh, he's Who's a he? big YouTuber. Oh, well, there we are. 
are a, a big star on social media. A, uh, a new style comedian, you know, with the old sort of okay. character sort of shows. I can't wait to see his stuff. Oh, he's brilliant. He's a nice fella, yeah. This is Marlon, like Mill coming the down the... outside. Yeah, I was looking at that earlier. I think Gary Alexander I saw. Oh, jo- yeah, Johnny yeah. Garton. And Sam Punk. Awful, awful cross oh. onto the roof of the net from Murray. He caught it badly, in fairness to him. But Chica somehow that epitomises the Millwall performance. Chica Samba. He played for us, Samba. Oh, um, Sean Bat. Yeah, um, yeah um, what's his name? Um, Samba. He was the star of... Um, the, uh, the early um, championship manager game because yes, he, yes. he was the yeah, manager yeah, yeah. Yeah. Cherno yeah, yeah. Samba that's it Cherno that's Samba. it yeah everyone won the European Cup with him that's right yeah and he was, he was a child prodigy but I think just because he was a bit bigger than all the other boys in his yeah. year and then when he's he actually playing. did get into the professional game it never worked for him sadly but no, his but name is well known thanks to championship playing, manager he's playing for the London Lions we, uh, we took we took inspiration from Joe we can't change Millwall but we've definitely given it to the Millwall. We've definitely given it to the Wonderwall Cup. We've called got... the Bermondsey Lions. No, no, we called them the London Lions. <laughs> Murray getting challenged for pace there by the 29 and losing that battle, but um, we've managed to force them backwards. 44 minutes. Preston moving the ball across out the middle part of our half with, with um, abandon. Collapse of, 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 of the normal modes of thinking at the moment from the Millwall side. It's, it's been a shocker of a half, dear listeners. I mean, it, we have looked ball forward again there to every time Preston come at us they look dangerous 45 minutes on the on the in stadium clock one minute one minute time allowed one minute time allowed there's a half time whistle one of the poorest halves of football I've seen in some time at the den I'm trying to think of a a game like it Um, played Swansea a few years ago and Portsmouth in in their time gave us a football lesson it feels a little bit like that so half time Millwall nil, uh, Preston three, justifiably so. So I don't know what's going to change in the second half, but that was utter, utter tripe. That was dross, wasn't it? Absolute dross. Yeah. We need to do something a lot better. Um, I don't think the Lino was doing us any favours. You think... can't blame him, though. No. Basic, basic defensive errors. No, but I think the Lino had a few away. issues. I think the defence was shocking. But we're being outdone on pace. We're not monitoring those 29 and 24. We need no. to be all over them. No. And the trouble is that we're letting them run around. Mountain to climb the second half, dear listeners. We'll be back after these messages. Achtung, Millwall. You're listening to Achtung, Millwall, the CBL magazine podcast. It's the number one Millwall show and a rich source of wit, repartee and football wisdom. If you like us, why don't you give us five stars and a kind review on the Apple Podcast app? If you do, I'll love you a long time. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role 
like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. So a few half-time tweets for you, dear listeners. Mill Supporters Club, it's half-time at the Den. And the players leave the field to a chorus of boos from the home stands. A poor, poor performance from Millwall. And if you could substitute all 11, you would at the half-time. I think that's about right. Luckily for Millwall, it's not more goals, not, not more goal in the against column. Quite know what that means. Three goals in the against column at the moment. John Kelly says it'll be interesting to see what Harris does at half-time. Not many players can make a case to stay on. Harry replies that he wants three substitutes, Ferguson, Ben Thompson and Steve Morrison in the second half. I, I think it will be a free sub move because I don't know where else we can go in this game at the moment, so something's got to, got to be done. Bermondsey Boyd speculates whether Millwall were in the venue last night, saying that Preston North End are the best team he's seen down there all season. I would agree, they've, they've moved the ball quite neatly um, with some sparkle and um, torn us apart, basically. Torn us a new one. I'm beaten since New Year's Day, says Jake Saunders. Andy MFC says he's been to better games. John Kelly again, some of Mills passing is woeful. I think you're getting the picture, dear listeners, aren't you? You are listening to Achten Millwall. So I'm talking to internationally renowned filmmaker, docu, art house, docu, producer, Miss Dorothy Picard. Welcome to the show, Doc. Thank you for having me. Yeah. You're welcome. So what's all this about? You've been with Mickey all day. You've actually, you've, you've, you've um, hogged him from, from waking up. That's it. We've been filming him making bacon butties. We've been filming him shaving his arms to show us his Bermondsey tattoos. His kids were um, shooting him with one of their foam guns. <laughs> Important stuff leading up to how you get in the mindset to go to a Millwall game. Okay. And the, um, the, the, the theme of the, of the um, movies, as I understand them, is, is the idea of ritual and, and religion and ritual and, and football being tied in with uh, more religious kind of exactly. observances. Yeah. The idea is that football's a religion and you worship your own gods. In the I think God's letting us down today. <laughs> I'm doubting the existence of God at the moment. I'm an atheist. (laughs) The sun is rising. And this is going to be on the Guardian um, platform, but it's going to be at um, going to show it at festivals. Yeah, so it's it's an independent. I'm an independent filmmaker. It's an independent film, and we're going to show it at festivals and get it on the kind of documentary circuit at first. And then eventually it will go on as a Guardian documentary. Okay. So any any film, I mean, what, anywhere in particular you'd show this? Any film festivals in particular? Hopefully one UK ones. So okay. like Sheffield is a really good yeah, documentary, documentary festival. Yeah, documentary one up there. There's yeah. one called Open City, which is in London, which is great. Right. Hopefully, if they'll if they'll have it. Okay. If, if Mickey's entertaining they'll enough. They'll have it. They'll have it. <laughs> Mickey's arty enough for the art house viewers. <laughs> it's visceral. It's visceral. <laughs> well, watching him then, he wasn't very visceral, but. In fairness, we've had nothing to get excited <laughs> about. <laughs> I know. 
Well, I mean, we're going to get a refund if Bill don't score in the second half. <laughs> no refund for me. Lifetime commitment for me. So when it, it goes on the, the Guardian, I suppose there will be like um, social media links so people can yeah, see the movie. 100%. We'll, we'll hashtag Melbourne. Excellent. Teams out for the second half, dear listeners. Uh, Ferguson's come in for Murray Wallace. Morrison's come on for Tom Elliott. So... Um, it can't get any worse. That's the one thing I will say about that first half. It can't be any worse than that. And it can only get better, can't it? Hopefully. Away we go. Lions will be attacking the Jeremy Kyle stand in the second half. We're surrounded by Guardian Easters at the moment, aren't we, Mick? We are, yeah. Mick went and got the, the Bovril, the half-time Bovril. And such a Guardian question, really. Is, is, is the Bovril vegan? Um... We don't think it is. We don't think it is. Ball back to the goalkeeper there. Hoof clear. From the first 47 minutes. We think there's an ingredient called beef broth, which I think is probably beef, and therefore um, the Bovril is not vegan. But maybe any, anyone out there that follows these things can tell us for sure whether Bovril is, is vegan or not. I don't think it is. Lions giving the ball away cheaply again, starting the second half as they finish the first half. It's very odd sitting in a different part of the ground. Have you ever done this? Do you ever sit? Do you have like a regular seat, or do you, do you mix it up and move it about? I don't. I'm a regular man. I like my spot up in the the block one, underneath the police control um, bureau up there, the federal bureau of investigation box. Uh, but today I'm sat in block 36. It's quite low down, cold low lane. I, I wouldn't want to sit here on a regular basis, personally. The the crowd's different here, Mick, and it? it's, it's it's some odd, yeah, odd bods knocking around here, Mick. It's yeah. like Surfer Dude to our right with his, with his Gareth Bale haircut. Yeah. Kind of like hippie-ish kind it's of... Ponytail. A bit like Leif, Leif Garrett. Anyone remembers Leif Garrett, born for dancing in the 80s? There's a type looking like that here. It's some odd bods here. It's, I know that... Jeff, definitely Jeremy Carl. The Jeremy Carl stand, that's right. Here comes Marlon. Down the right side, surging run, 54 minutes. Ball into the box. That's cleared at the near post. Lions looking a little bit more dangerous, a little bit more intense, second half. A goal would change things if we can get something. Ball floated in by Jed Wallace. Over the top of everyone, put behind by the, call, for the corner on the left side. Lions looking a lot, lot um, markedly improved. Lions keeping the ball. A little bit of pressure at the moment as we tick towards 58 minutes. This is Marlon now, ball in from the left side. Headed away again. Backs and forwards and Lions keeping, keeping the press going. A recover possession, crowd getting into it. This is Ferguson, shot on target. Inches wide. Inches wide from the left side by Shane Ferguson. That's better. Crowd gives some of the crowds the chance to get behind it. 58 minutes. Ambitious back pass from Sean Hutchinson to Jordan Hutchinson. Does well to control it and launch it forwards. One of those that could have gone wrong badly. As it is, we, we ride it out. 59 minutes. If it wasn't for the three-goal deficit, I'd say the Lions are looking better. Great for the Lions. Ball out wide. This is Shane Ferguson coming down the left-hand side. 61 minutes. Comes all 62. Ball deep over the heads of everybody. Another move breaks down. One thing the Lions have done in the second half, did listen, is we've managed to turn Preston from Barcelona into um, a Beckton Park side. They're, they're, the quality of their passing has, has fallen proportionally. I, we were just soft on them in that first half, I think. Second half, we're getting stuck into them a little bit more. And consequently, we're looking better and they're looking worse. So, one goal would change it, 62 minutes. We can get a goal, then that gives us a sniff. 
and brings the crowd into play if, if, if that can be done today. This is Jed Wallace, balls in left side, goalkeeper takes, Marshall is in attendance, crowd howling for something but didn't look as obvious as, as, as that to me but there we are. 44 pressing down the right side, that's all oh, that was flashed across the face of goal. The oncoming Preston players are raising their hands in, in joy at what they thought was a goal, it must have gone behind for a corner. Ben Thompson comes in. 65 minutes. Yep, a bit more energy. That's all three substitutions made for the Lions there. Long ball forwards, finds Morrison. Marlon overlaps. This is Thompson gets, uh, Marshall gets clattered, I thought, but the referee giving nothing there. This is Jake Cooper surging forwards. He finds Ferguson out wide, wide left. Lions much more committed to the attack in the second half. This is Wallace coming down the left side. Marshall now with a deep cross towards Marshall gets it back. Yes! Game on! 66 minutes! Ben Thompson with close balling from the left. Thompson fires home. 3-1! Game's on! Cross to the right, headed back by uh, Steve Morrison, fired home from close inside the six-yard box by Ben Thompson. 67 minutes, last quarter of the game, and it's game on. From the lines again, ball in towards Marlon Romeo, taking his man on. It's a corner, corner. The four goes down, stays down again. Some excitement to my right. Like screaming abuse at the, at the four. No, I don't think anyone's believing him. He's hurt. The Lions, Jeb Wallace on the break. 69 minutes coming down the, the right side. Ball into the box, straight into the goalkeeper. 70 minutes passes, 20 minutes to go. Game's livened up out of nowhere, really. Oh, Ricky was a, yeah. a dread start to the second half, to be honest. That goal has changed everything. Substitutions have actually helped. Yeah, we look a much more potent attacking force now, suddenly. Yeah. Before drawing the attention now of the Mill crowd, of course. What you're going to do is make your... This is Sean Williams. Feeds Jed Wallace on the, on the right side. Thompson spreads play nicely enough. Made a big difference to Ben Thompson, obviously. Got the score of the goal. Here comes Ben Marshall down the left side, 75 minutes looms. Balls into Jeb Wallace. Fires it behind, unfortunately. Tight angle. Preston pressing forwards. Trying to pass the ball. Trying to take the sting out of the game. The four. The villain of the piece. On the ball there. Still keeping possession. 77 minutes. Coming to 78 minutes. Thompson chests the ball beautifully. Finds Lee Gregory. This is... Marshall now floated cross in towards Steve Morrison back across the face of the goal headed away Powers for a penalty breaks now this is Marlon Romeo still in play Ben Thompson flags up flags up flags up offside goal, uh, the goalkeeper linesman had his flag up from fairly early on 81 minutes 
Preston's game management, as the expression goes, is very good. They're taking their time over every single thing that they can. <laughs> last. So about to say last few seconds of the game. That is the final whistle of the game. Three-one. It finishes to Preston. An appalling first half. And a, a mediocre start to the second half and then a better last quarter. The goal giving us a little bit of faint hope, but in all honesty, I think we got managed out of that game uh, by Preston. Mill 1, Preston 3. We're going to be right back after these messages. It's the Lucas Ball Report. To the show, long time no speak to Charlie Mahoney. Welcome back, Charlie. Thanks, mate. How are you doing? You alright? I'm miserable after yesterday's proceedings. Yeah. Um, I think probably like yourself, I'm going to guess, and certainly like most Millwall fans, it was a shocker of a performance. Uh, it's awful, but it, it was so typically us as well, I think. Like, I'm not making excuses for it, but, y you know, it was such an opportunity to move away from zone and after the derby win you know yeah it, it, it would have been too good to be true to win yesterday almost wouldn't it do you know what I mean but uh yeah yeah just a typical mere wall sort of result I think after a good win in the week we were just saying off air um I don't know how you feel Charlie but I, I've not been impressed with the football all season in all honesty and I, I, last week I went to Wimbledon and we got past them, obviously, but it was a grim, grinding performance of a match. And for me, the season has been like that all the way through. I mean, we, I know we've got results here and there, and you've got the Everton game that stands out, but otherwise it's been a pretty dire season overall. Would, would you agree with that? Yeah, I would. I would though. I can't really pinpoint many great performances, even when we've won. We've, we've kind of done the job and, and scraped it and been physical and new set pieces but um, I don't think the football's matched up to last season whatsoever to be honest No, not at all I've, I've done some notes but I'm going to break my notes and kick off with two tweets that might um, cut straight to the chase as many would see it, I don't know how you feel but 
um, both relate to Neil Harris and his managerial um, style, talents, whatever you want to call it. Um, both from voices who I respect in their different ways. Um, maybe it don't always come over that <laughs> way, but I, I always respect them at the Voice of Mill fans. I've got one from Rob Carnaby um, in response to something I did for the radio saying uh, he's, he's traumatised at the prospect of relegation. Um, we're going to chuck away championship status, he says, to a stubborn, tactically inept, fraud of a manager. The home form has been embarrassing. Now, I, I might disagree with the language, but I, I, I get where Rob's coming from on that. Um, and yesterday, another one from Tony Monday, um, talking about the result, Charlie, he says, make no mistake, this is down to one man, and that's the manager. The shape and long ball is hit and hope. Players are picking the ball up and having no one to pass to because they're all running long. And then specifically to Tom Elliott, he's saying you can boo but Elliott as much as you like. He's winning headers and there's nobody near him. It's shit. Um, I, like I said, I, I, I don't know. I wouldn't call Neil a fraud because I, I don't like that kind of language. But I, I, I get the criticisms. Where do you where do you stand on the on the Neil Harris question, Charlie? Do you think he's long term our man for the job or? as a jury out for him on your on your side? I, I think I'm with you in, in the sense that I, I get the criticisms. I don't I don't think he's um I don't think he should be kind of immune to criticism, but I also don't really like the, the, the larger suggestions that he isn't good enough for the job no. whatsoever, really. I think there has, you have to sort of strike the balance between the two. You can say that someone has flaws without sort of having to call for their head, if that makes sense. Do you know what I mean? Because we can only go on what we're watching in front of us. And yesterday wasn't good enough. Other performances haven't been good enough. But I still think Aris possesses enough to be the man for the job. And as a sort of, I don't know, maybe a different approach to what some people are saying, I still don't think he was sufficiently backed in the summer and January to do what he possibly could do. Um, no, I'd agree with you know, that. I, I know he's. I know he signed Scalat, Leonard, and and Bradshaw, and that would have amounted to about three million quid collectively, perhaps um, maybe a little bit more. But I don't consider that to be a a, a kind of a major amount at this level. Far from it, in fact. And actually, I think Harris uh, did enough last season to be backed and to to be the the manager who gets the, the first bit of sort of like, um, I don't know, like a, a war chest, if you like. Uh, and it, it just didn't happen for me. And don't get me wrong, I, I think Harris can be using the resources. He's got a little bit better, but I still don't see a lot of quality in that side. And I think he, I think he's making do with what he's got. I mean, there's a question I was talking to some, some chaps yesterday about. <clears throat> I... I... I agree that we've got players that could, you know, some are League One level. Um, we haven't got many Championship quality players. We've got one or two, but not not enough, in my opinion. But given that the squad is has not been hugely invested in, and we are short in certain areas, I I don't know that we have to be playing quite as. Um, what's the word, with the kind of lumpen style that we, we, we adopt. I, th I think there's a slight easy option in that at times. Yeah. It's the hit and hold that someone's talking about there. I, I don't think we quite have to be that basic in our approach. I, th I think there's sometimes an expectation for us to be direct when we're playing at home. I think people 
do get frustrated down there when we're a bit ponderous on the ball, but sometimes yeah. we we have to do that. Like it might not be the most uh, instant way of of creating a chance or getting a goal, but sometimes you do have to keep possession. You know, talking to a few people um, about the Sheffield Wednesday game a couple mm. of weeks ago, and it, it was like the the ball was full of helium. Do you know what I mean? Like it's just it's got to stay in the air all the time, but. Sometimes you do want them to sort of like take a bit of a bit of a a, a break and, and yeah. have a bit more composure on the ball. I think, and, and what's interesting to me is that that kind of stuff works when we play in Everton, a side who are not used to dealing with that style of football week in week out, and it becomes a bit of a culture shock. But if under presence, the Sheffield Wednesdays, the Rotherham's at home, yeah. they decide to like deal with that every day in training and have to like use it themselves sometimes. So I don't think that style of football is necessarily the right way to go. I, I think you have to kind of uh, um, adopt both approaches and use use them when they're appropriate rather than having this sort of like one-size-fits-all approach. I wasn't sure yesterday whether <clears throat> um, Preston were good or we were making them look good. I, I, I thought they moved the ball quite well and always looked dangerous yeah. and, and tested our defence pace-wise, which obviously... Um, will be found wanting on. But, you know, Preston aren't a bigger club than us, Charlie, are they? And yet they, they produce football that really flowed nicely yesterday. I thought so. I think that's testament to sort of like what we've just been saying, that they, they're a bit more pragmatic in the sense that they will change their approach depending on who they're playing. The opportunities were there. Uh, the You know, the ability to sort of like cut through other defence was evident, but also that, that kind of pace where they can run in behind the defence and make use of that kind of space that's there but make no mistake I mean I didn't think Preston were brilliant yesterday Uh, they might sort of like contend that claim but what they did have is something that we've been lacking I think we've played a lot of teams this season where their defence has looked very poor very shaky and we've created the chances but not taken them uh, so, so Preston are, are where they are in the league compared to us because they capitalise on the team being weak yeah. and any opportunities for them. Grumpy Grimace on, on Twitter um, makes the point that we looked a bit leggy, um, tired from so much football in such a an intense period of time. Do, do you buy the theory that the cup run is wearing us out? You know, taking um, t- legs I, away I from players? I mean, I'm not entirely sure. I don't want to like um, totally dismiss his opinion in that sense, but I think like what I saw yesterday, more of defensive awareness, and I, I think like you can sort of like hypothesise about why we played like that. But ultimately, I just think we were we were lackadaisical and we we just didn't concentrate enough in that first twenty minutes. No, the Sheffield was the. Um... Expression, quite a nice word. I haven't seen dishevelled. Like in the second hour. Yeah. <laughs> Used but, in the news of day. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It, it, I see. It, it seemed like the concentration was switched on when it was too late yesterday. Well, um, once we took the game to up. them, and, and some of this comes back to selection, um, you know, the introduction of Ben Thompson in, I think it was about in the last quarter of the game, was when we started to actually look like we had energy and... Wanted it, you know, until then, start of the second half, after that appalling first half, 3-0 down inside half an hour. Um, the start of the second half, we didn't look 
much better, to be honest with you. It's only once Ben came into it that we started looking like we wanted it, Charlie. Yeah, and I think that creates a real problem for Harris in the sense that, you know, he's brought Thompson back from Portsmouth. It gave us a bit of a buzz. We were all quite excited to see him. He hasn't been used too much. No. Um, and, you know, he <clears> came <throat> on in, in in place of... Uh, what, it was Ryan Leonard, wasn't Ryan it? Ryan Leonard came but, out and um, William stayed in, yeah. And who has not overly impressed me. He got a good assist at Wimbledon the other week, I think. Um, yeah, a good cross, yeah. But uh, other than that, I'm not seeing too much of him. So it presents Harris with a problem in, in the way that maybe Thompson's got to come in for him permanently. Well, not permanently, but, you know, at Hull and against Norwich because this is a player people want to see. Yeah, and I mean, he had an immediate impact yesterday. And when someone's having an immediate impact after someone's not played too well, I think that's got you know. I think the case has got to be made for them to come into the side and start. I sometimes wonder what football managers see that we don't, because you're right. There's there's a certain by public acclaim quality that the um, mm. the classic manager reacts against just because the crowd are calling for a, their their favourite. They almost um, dig into a trench, don't they? And, and don't want to give what you what you want. But you yeah. know, it's a it's a simple fact. I mean, he scored the goal, and briefly thereafter, I thought we looked like we might get something out of the game yet. But um, I I don't know. I, I don't get what Neil's not seeing to to bring Thompson into play earlier on. It, it just creates energy where it was lacking for three quarters of the game yesterday. There is a real enthusiasm about Thompson and certain other players that, you know, I think sometimes the game's crying out for yeah. and they don't always get used. And like you say, managers see things that we don't. They work with them training regularly. They have their plans. They have their kind of uh, strategies that, that we don't know the ins and outs of. But to me, it seems fairly obvious that when you're not playing well, when you're not producing the results, you're better <coughs> off bringing someone into the team who... Fans are sort of going to get behind, really. Some strange post-match comments um, and pressure must play its part. And when managers come out with um, this kind of stuff, he, he said in the, the post-match press conference that hindsight says he got the team wrong and he's got to get it right for Tuesday at Hull City. Um, and he made a point about that's why we have social media to remind me when I get it wrong. Um I mean, social media is is a modern reality and um, it it brings good and it brings a lot of bad at times, but that's that's the nature of the of the beast. You're going to have to learn to deal with that pressure. Yeah. And it, again, there's this idea that fans don't have a right to express their views, but I don't buy that. And, and um, you know, if, if you can't take the criticism, then... then I mean, he contradicts himself. He, he says he don't look at it, but yet he's a, somehow he's aware of it. So... Um, it must be a difficult yeah. situation to be in, Charlie, mustn't it? I'm wondering whether, like, the, you know, certain journalists are sort of bringing up comments that are made on social media to him, Almost like certainly. Uh, sort Almost of certainly. presenting him in the interview. Yeah. But yeah, I, I mean, social media is troubling in the sense that it's it's sort of like there's a lack of nuance sometimes, and people yeah. can just spout whatever they want on there. By the same sort of token, like. Ask Mark McGee, ask Willie Donachie, ask Dennis Wires, ask Nigel Spackman, like all those people that managed me all before the the sort of advent of Twitter and Facebook, and they would have been very much sort of criticised when things went wrong. So yeah, it's not so much that that criticism didn't exist; it's just that is the medium for it now. I think, um, 
and I do sympathise with managers in the sense that you know sometimes they take more abuse than they should, and the buck stops with them rather than with the players when it should be a, a, a mixture of both. But I think what you say is right. I think if you want to manage in the modern game, you're going to have to take those criticisms on board, and you've got to have broad shoulders, really. Yeah, I mean, there's some good points from yesterday. I'm just reading. This is Millwall um, from the worst first half in recent memory, says, to an attacking and exciting performance. I think towards the the kind of mid part of the second half, it got to that. We had a few chances after Ferguson came in. There's a bit of an unsung hero, isn't he, Charlie? And, um, you know, he seems to be the, the man that... The, the man that you, Harris goes to drop at the first opportunity. I don't quite understand that, but he gave us width and, and we did look better for it yesterday. I'm just bloody amazed that he signed a new deal, to be honest. It's like, uh, it, 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 it's like an abusive relationship. Oh, it's unbelievable, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> He's like little Mo out of his tenders, I think. But um, what's, what's happened is that, well, we were talking about it yesterday. We were saying maybe... Is, have Norwich got some sort of clause in the loan deal where Marshall has to start if he's available? Um, I wouldn't. It wouldn't surprise not me. Great. Yeah, I mean that 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 might be part of it because it's the only way I can sort of like reasonably explain the fact that Ferguson isn't starting every week. I mean, he's been the power of the season for me, and uh, well, the, the story just, is. Just um... a it's a film story, isn't it? I mean, this, this, he was down and out and, I don't know, on his way to Welling or somewhere, you know. No one wanted him and yet now he's he's, he's made this comeback. It's a fantastic storyline, but he does seem to be treated as a doormat at times. Uh, there we are. That's, that's, that's football for you, I suppose. Um, going forwards, we've got this um, quarter-final against Brighton. Um, I'm, I'm not... In an odd way, I'm anticipating another Evertonian performance. I think we'll be up for that one, won't we? And, you know, um, the, the, the glory of the cup. And I'm in t- expecting another another um, solid Millwall performance that day in a one way we wouldn't get yesterday against Preston. I hope so. I mean, I think it's weird that, you know, I feel more confident about playing yeah. Brighton at home or Everton at home than I do, say, Swansea at home or, or Aston Villa at home. Like we seem to get ourselves up for these games but the only sort of thing I would say about the Brighton game is I think they're going to be slightly more prepared for set pieces yeah. for physicality because yeah. of where they are in the Premier League yeah they're a decent um, team well managed team actually but, yeah I think there's a there's a real sense of competence about everything that Chris Shooton does and uh, I, th- I think there'll be a little bit in Marco Silva's Everton, to be honest, I'm not saying we can't do it, but I, I would just, I would just sort of like caution, really, and say that they might be a little bit more pragmatic oh, than our yeah. previous opponents. I mean, first things first, we 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 really do have to sustain our championship place. Um, I mean, we could survive a League One relegation, but that's it's going to be grim stuff, Charlie. Isn't it? So I, th- I think we do need to focus on the bread and butter. I mean. It's, just that's an odd contrast with that win up at Derby. I thought we we really did well up there. I thought we managed that game perfectly. And um, to go from that to yesterday, it's, as you said at the start of the conversation, very Millwall, isn't it? Yeah, to have to have that opportunity to move away from the relegation zone and not take it. Uh, but it also suggests that, you know, if we were a, a half-decent side, we probably would have moved away from the bottom three much earlier in the season and, and we're 
where we are because we deserve to be there. You know, we, we throw these opportunities away. It's almost perverse, really. It's it's almost if we want to be in the mix, to be fair. But uh, I, I just, I'm not sure that we've got too much about us to stay in the championship. If we do it, we're not going to do it with any sort of finesse. And if we do go down, I think it's potentially because we've behaved like a League One club on, on the transfer market, if I'm being totally honest. Good point, good point. Long term, Charlie, um, are you in the Harris camp or would you would you back him if we go down or would you re- want to retain him? How do you see his long term future? Does does he have the um you know, the management X factor in your in your eyes? Yeah, totally. I I'm I'm behind Harris, I'm very much in the Harris camp. But um the, another discussion that we had yesterday during the game we were saying about, you know, we can't so we'd probably bring in who's sort of on the managerial merry-go-round and mm. I think what we found with Lomas and Holloway is that this wasn't right for us no. and actually the only way that Mill will progress is if we have a, a Kenny Jacket or a Neil Harris who's, who's, who's going to be there in the long term for six or seven years I think we need that ability I don't think we're a club that can sort of like flirt with the managerial merry-go-round I just don't think it's the right approach for us so I, I would stick with him possibly even if we got relegated that's fantastic thank you very much Charlie it's good to have you back mate we've got to do this more often now that I've got yeah, my computer my software yeah. sorted <laughs> nice one cheers yeah. fantastic Charlie thanks for um, coming up cheers, on your mate. Sunday morning mate brilliant stuff oh ho that's home to me I'm longing for a moment when I shall see the happy laughing razor slashed faces You've been listening to Octoon Millwall, the CBL Magazine podcast. That's the Millwall News this week, and we are out of here. And how I miss the smell of the gasworks and the people I love. I've so many childhood memories of that quaint old-fashioned town. There was a quaint old-fashioned schoolhouse Till the school kids burned it down I'm off to Bermondsey A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at uh1.com. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no brainers. If you have a lot of mailing to do, stamps.com is the ultimate no brainer. Use the Stamps.com mobile app to mail everything you need to keep your business running with up to 89% off USPS and UPS. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Use code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM.